0: It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a great afternoon. The number here to call in studio is 303-690-3000, or also you can send a text at 720-336-0897. The heart and purpose of the show is for you to be able to call in with honest questions that you have about God's Word. Maybe you've been reading a particular section of Scripture and you have a question. Also, to be able to ask questions about things that are going on in your life. I know for me personally, I love talking about real things, heart uh, issues. We'll get into God's Word together. Uh, we'll pray uh, together. So the number is 303-690-3000, 303 690 we do have all of our lines open. Also, you can send me a text at 720 336 0897. I want to begin today's show with a verse that I've been reading out of Ezekiel chapter 36, and it's a prophecy concerning the new covenant for the nation of Israel. But I think there's great application in our lives as well. It says, I will give you a new heart, I will put a new spirit within you, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. And give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will keep my judgments and do them. So God's speaking to Israel saying, I'm going to take this heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And this is what God does in our lives in salvation. Uh, He takes a hard heart and he softens it through the power of his grace. But that work doesn't stop in our lives. As a believer this afternoon, I need God to soften my heart, to give me a new heart, to fill me afresh uh, with his spirit. So may we pray that for our lives and for those that we love and for our churches and communities that God would take Take that heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. The number here is 303 690 3000, 303 690 3000, or you can send a text at 720 336 0897. Let's go to Katie on line one. Katie, welcome to the program.
2: Uh, Hi, Um, I was calling in a prayer request.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um I uh was just uh, I've family in um Texas and um the Hurricane Harvey is about to be hitting there. Um okay. and I just wanted to um pray about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray together. Um, Father, okay, I thank you. thank you for yeah. Father, thank you for Katie and Lord, I just hear the concern in her voice and I lift up her family uh, to you as They're in harm's way with uh, the hurricane coming with Hurricane Harvey. And we do pray that you would protect them and that you would give them wisdom uh, and give them safety, Lord. And uh, we pray that not only for for her family, but for all of those that are there in Texas that that live there on the coast, God. And so uh, we just lift this up to you and pray for your protection. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much.
1: You bet. God bless you, Katie.
2: Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye
1: Bye-bye. It's a great prayer request. We'll be praying uh, throughout the evening and into tomorrow as, as Hurricane Harvey is set to hit. Uh, the number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Ray. Ray, welcome to the program.
0: Pastor, thanks for taking my call. You bet. I have. I have a... Two questions. The first one is about the Holy Trinity. Um, the Holy Trinity consists of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, yet in the Bible it says that the number one the, the sin that can't be forgiven is if you blaspheme the uh, Holy Spirit. How come it's just the Holy Spirit and not uh, Jesus and God also?
1: It's a great question and I think the answer lies for us uh, in John 14 uh, through 16 where Jesus is talking to the disciples uh, right before he was crucified. Risen from the dead and ascends to the Father. And he gives us in those three chapters the role of the work of the Spirit. And there it clearly states that the Spirit's role is to point people to Christ. And so when someone blasphemes the Spirit, they're rejecting the work of the Spirit. And the work of the Spirit is to lead us to a place that believing Jesus is God. So blasphemy of the Spirit is rejecting Christ um, and so I think that's the that's the answer to the question, and why the blasphemy of the spirit uh is okay. really highlighted as the unpardonable sin
0: okay, and my second question, yeah. pastor, I know in the Bible it doesn't mention cremation at all, but is cremation okay?
1: Yeah, I do think it is. You know, there's there's kind of two reasons that, that I hear. This is a question I get a lot as a pastor. Uh, and the and the two things that seem to concern people, uh, one is uh, that possibly cremation has pagan roots. Uh, and then the second is that will it affect um, the ability for someone to be resurrected with their glorified right. body? Um, right. Right. You know, on the first part of that is, you know, as believers, if we choose to do cremation, we're not entering into anything pagan. You know, God God knows our hearts. And, and so I don't right. think there has to be a, a concern about any pagan roots for us as Christians. And then as far as uh, being resurrected to our glorified bodies— um, God is able uh, to raise up our bodies, whether we're cremated or we're placed in a casket, and the end result is the same. The end result is decay, uh, uh, whether you're in a casket or you're cremated, um, and neither of those prevent God from uh, raising up our, our body and, and transforming us and giving us a glorified body. So okay. I do think it, it it is okay. We don't see anything in Scripture that tells us you can't be cremated. I I, I think it's personal choice.
0: Okay. All right, Pastor. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: You bet. God bless you, Ray.
0: Thank you. God bless you.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. The number here is 303-690-3000, or you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's continue to go to our phone lines. Let's go to Steve and Cheyenne. Steve, welcome to the program.
0: Hi, Eric. I have a question about faith and healing. Um, okay. My wife is very sick, and I've been praying for years for her to be healed, and she's no better. And is it, uh, is it a matter of a lack, lack of faith? You know, Jesus said if you have enough faith, you can move mountains and you know, his disciples couldn't cast out a certain demon, and he said, well, it's because of your lack of faith. Is that a possible reason?
1: You know, I don't think so, Steve, and uh, I'm sorry that your wife's going through those those health challenges. And the reason why I don't think so is from Second Corinthians 12 um, and verses 7 through 10. Uh, Paul has a thorn in the flesh, and he asks God three times for the Lord to take that away. And God's response to him was, "My grace is sufficient for you. In weakness, my strength is made perfect in weakness." Um, and and God didn't remove that thorn in the flesh. And so I, I think faith is to ask God for healing, but then also God, faith also trusts God if He doesn't provide healing in this life. Um, and so I think this this teaching that's out there that maybe you're not experiencing healing because of lack of faith doesn't doesn't line up to me w- with Scripture. I think it's, it's greater faith to uh, accept God's will. And, and we're instructed by Jesus to, to pray uh, according to the will of the Father, not my will, but your will be done. And sometimes God, in his infinite wisdom, he does choose to heal in this life. And then sometimes God, in his infinite wisdom, uh, chooses not to heal until uh, eternal life.
0: Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. You back.
1: Can I can I pray for you, Steve, and pray for your wife? Please. Okay. Father, I just lift up Steve and his wife to you and Lord, it sounds like this has been just a real enduring trial. And Lord, I come before you and ask that you would give him your comfort, that you give him your peace and or just as we read in 2 Corinthians, that you would continue to give them strength and grace. And, and your strength and grace would be made perfect in their weakness. And Lord, if you want to heal, that would be awesome. Lord, if you if you choose not to heal until eternal life, we, we trust you in that as well. And so would you comfort Steve? I know it's hard to, uh, for him to see his wife suffer. And would you comfort his wife as well? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: Thanks, Larry.
1: Yeah, God bless you, Steve. Bye-bye. you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier, the number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text question or prayer request at 720-336-0897. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners today uh, in Wyoming and Colorado and also on the East Coast as well. Thank you so much for for listening today. Let's go to line two to Gene and Greeley. Gene, welcome to the program.
0: Thank, thank you very much. How are you today?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thanks. Hey, first of all, I'd like to, to thank you for for uh, what you do. I mean, I know it's a, a thankless job sometimes, um, but you, you can tell that, that you really have a heart for God, and, and I appreciate your sermons. And I was just kind of curious, um, what is there a uh, um, time frame that pastors uh, should be at a church um i don't know if that's a problem with them becoming uh i don't know just kind of stagnant or um whatever i just didn't know if that was a a problem or do you i know in some churches or some pastors sometimes tell like you know 10 years they they should go to another church and you know and start someplace else and i just didn't know what what your thought was on on that
1: I think it really varies and ultimately it comes back to God's calling and and the leading of the Holy Spirit. I think a pastor could be in one particular church for a long time and and really be used in one one church or or he may be in a church for a season and then God leads him to a, another church. I think probably the the more important question in the life of a pastor is you know, is he staying close to the Lord? Uh, is is he continuing to be a vessel that God can uh, work through and pour his living water through? Um, so I think it, the answer is it's real individual. You know, I know a lot of pastors that have felt called to a particular church and community, and really, it's been their life work, and they've been vibrant and used by the Lord, and I've known other pastors that have have felt called uh, to different churches and different communities, so I think it really just comes back to the the calling of the Lord.
0: Mm, Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious about that. Thank you for what you
1: do. Well, thanks, Gene. appreciate it. God bless you.
0: Oh, God bless you. You are the man, so we'll talk to you later. Have a wonderful weekend.
1: You too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thank you for listening. The number here is 303-690-3000. If you have a question about the Word, question about things that are going on in your life, it's a privilege to be able to talk about real things and issues of your heart. Go to God's throne together. Get in the Word together. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I'd like to go to line one to Tom and Greeley. Tom, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great.
0: Um, Good. I just have a question for you, real quick. The guy that was on okay. a minute ago uh, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that is unforgivable.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: There is no, if you do that, there's no redemption from that in any way, shape, or form?
1: So let me explain that a little more fully. It's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit over the course of a lifetime. Oh, okay. So if at any point, someone yields to the Holy Spirit to receive Christ as their Savior, God forgives them. So I'm glad you called because that's an important clarification. You know, somebody maybe has rejected Christ and blasphemed the Spirit uh, for years and years of their life, but maybe even on their deathbed, they soften their heart to the work of the Spirit, they believe in Jesus, then they're saved and they become uh, the child of God. So. I'd hate for anybody listening to think they're beyond redemption or salvation. At any moment, someone can turn and, and, and be saved. So it's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit over the course of a lifetime. That's the unpardonable sin.
0: Okay, that's that's where I was headed with it.
1: Cool. Well, thanks okay, well, for calling, thanks, Tom. Okay, Appreciate it. Yep, you bet. Bye. Bye-bye good clarification there. Maybe you're listening and in your heart uh, you have rejected Christ over years. Uh, It's never too late for you to soften your heart. We began today's show with Ezekiel 36 where God will take your heart of flesh and he'll uh, give your heart of stone and he'll give you a heart of flesh and that's the God's saving work uh, in our lives. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Michelle in Baltimore. Michelle, welcome to the program.
3: Hi,
4: thank you. How you doing? Good, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, thanks.
4: Great. Um, I had a question about predestination, because I've... I've heard so many different things about it, and there's different scriptures, one indicating that um, it's open for everyone to receive God's salvation through Jesus Christ, but then there's other scriptures that indicate that it's God chose us in the beginning, so if that's the case and He chose us, did He only choose certain people and not everyone, or did He choose everyone to be saved?
1: That's yeah, a great question. Um, you know, we do see so many scriptures in in the Bible that tell us, uh, you know, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. In John three sixteen, uh, this invitation is given to whosoever, uh, who, whosoever will will believe. And then we also do see uh, God's choosing and in, in his uh, predestination. And I think for me, what helps me understand it is Romans 8, uh, in verse 29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So God's predestination or His choosing is based upon His foreknowledge. You know, so He's be, He's able to to see from the beginning to the end and see what choices people will make about Christ, and that that's a factor in His choosing for whom He foreknew. He also uh, predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. Um, but these truths in the natural mind, God's choosing, God's predestination, and man's choice they seem to not go together from a human understanding. Uh, but mm-hmm. yet they both, both are there in scripture. Um, and, and so we're left in this place of going, you know, God never, uh, sought for us to, that he would, that we would fully be able to understand his ways, you know, and, and C.S. Lewis uh, put it this way, you know, and it's his analogy. This doesn't come from the Bible. Uh, but you know, when you're walking, uh, into heaven through the gate of heaven uh you know one of the verses that might be there would be whoever calls upon the name of the lord would be saved and then you get to the other side of that gate and you look up and there's that verse that that declares you've been predestined from the foundation of the earth so as i study the bible um you know it seems to me that man is responsible to choose or reject christ and God does predestine and choose based on his foreknowledge. Now, having said that, I think the Bible does clearly state that Jesus' sacrifice is for everybody. Um, there would be some that, that would say that Jesus only died uh, for uh, those that are predestined. But in 1 John, uh, it uh, tells us that that Jesus died not only for our sins but the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2, 2 says, And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for our sins, but the sins of the whole world. So that's pretty clear. And this may be very simplistic, but in order for an invitation to be an invitation, it has to be an invitation, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So like he, Christ, when he says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, he really means it. It's a genuine offer to all those who who will believe so i don't know if that's helpful for you or if it just made it more confusing
4: (laughs) it's a little confusing but i mean because i think if god loves everyone he it's kind of like we have choice but we don't have choice because he made us who we are so he knows how we're going to whether we're going to accept him or not but he made us that way he made everybody the way that they are in a way, but yet at the same time they have free will. So it gets very confusing.
1: Yeah. Well, you're not the first to really wrestle with this question, you know, and, and I think where we land is looking at the Scripture and going, man is responsible to choose and we have been given free will, and there's also this this truth that, that God chooses and predestines according to his 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 foreknowledge.
4: Is it possible yeah. that since Jesus died for everyone, then that means that everyone is destined to be saved, whether it's—I mean, is there life after hell, or—
1: Yeah.
4: So there <laughs> are— I was reading more into it than—
1: Yeah. There, there are those that teach that, um, and it's called universalism, and basically okay. because because Christ died for everyone, then, then everyone is saved whether they reject Christ or, or not. Um, and, uh, you know, the Bible's really clear in John 3 that those who believe are saved, but those who don't believe uh, are, are condemned to uh, eternal judgment. So I, this life is the opportunity to choose. And I think once someone goes to hell, uh, it's permanent. You know, they don't get another opportunity to uh, change their mind and and accept Christ. Oh, Yeah, it's pretty sobering.
4: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, Well, thanks for calling, Michelle. Those are great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hope you have a great, great afternoon.
4: Thank you, you too.
1: God bless you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number here is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Salvador from Denver. Salvador, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing, Pastor? Good. How are you?
5: Uh, a little troubled, but uh, in faith, I'm good.
1: All right. Well, what's, what's on your mind?
5: uh the question i have is uh i was born i was raised christian and uh i love the church and I've, i i turned to god when i was 18 because I, I lived a really bad life drugs drinking and then i stopped going to church and i fell and i recently uh maybe a month back uh it was going to be about two months i stopped drinking i started smoking don't go into the bars and doing all the bad things and uh it was something really extraordinary that You know God started putting conviction in my heart and uh, I -hmm. had a girlfriend um, and she doesn't believe so I being in sin living living with her and you know living a worldly life uh, pleasure in the flesh you know
1: Mm -hmm. I broke
5: up with her I started kept praying I'm still staying strong I bought her a Bible and uh, I've been praying and, and uh, trying to explain to her to read a little bit more and kind of get an idea of what needs to be done to become a Christian and stuff like that. And I not know if I went about it the right way to just break up with her. And I, we don't live together no more. I live far away. and But I still try to communicate with her and call her once in a while. But I just want, don't want to feel conflicted. if I'm gonna. Yeah. I don't want to fall back. I really don't. It was just I just want to keep going in God's way.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of your question, wondering like like how much of a, a friendship you should have with with, yes. with your girlfriend. Yes, that, yeah.
5: that will be a yes. That's kind of a good, good, good way to put it.
1: You know, Joshua, and at the end of his life, he went to the children of Israel and he said, "Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve." In, in Joshua twenty four, and I think there's a real battle. Every day on our hearts and minds, whether we're going to serve God and and go His way, and I I think that you have chosen God's way by breaking up with her, by not living with her, um, and I would be very careful uh, that you don't get drawn back into relationship with her in a moment of weakness. Um, so you know, you've given her a Bible, you're praying for her, um, you know, and direct mm-hmm. her to. To a church to plug in with God's people, um, but I would just be cautious about, um, you know. Before long, more and more communication goes goes along, and you find yourself uh, back with her, you know, um, and really put her in the Lord's hands, and 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 it. If she gets saved and she comes to know Christ, and you see that fruit in her life. Then you can go from go go from there. So I'm not saying cut off all ties, you know, but but I'd be very careful that it doesn't start to go more towards sharing issues of your heart, um, you know, where you're talking to her all the time on the phone, um, those types of things, um, and and really realize the reality of our own sinful flesh in the temptation that's there, and and choose to serve the Lord, choose to surrender to the Lord, and put put the Lord, put her in the Lord's hands and put your future in the Lord's hands.
5: Okay, thank you. It's just like uh, me knowing about the Word and I was just addicted to drinking and she's seen me in my worst state. I feel like my testimony has just, you know, sent her astray and my heart's really conflicted. So I I yeah. want, I know I had to be cautious and I haven't talked yeah. to her often, but I've been, just been trying to be like, if you have a, a question of the Bible or something, I thought you let me know. But I just wanted to hear it, and maybe also prayer, you know, just to give me strength. Because I've been praying a lot more, and God does show me, but my mind and my heart is weak, you know. Even my heart will deceive me, I believe. But uh, I'm just really conflicted because I know her blood is in my hand for my bad testimony, you know. Me knowing the Word, living this bad life for so many years with her, you know, and not being able to bring her to God. Yeah. I'm really conflicted (laughs) uh, Pastor.
1: Yeah, let me pray for you. Thank you. Lord, I I thank you uh, for Salvador, God, and we thank you that he's come back to you. And I do pray for strength, Lord, that filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, to allow him to to walk with you, God, and that he could choose to to serve you, um, and that Thank he could put pray. this relationship in your hands, and you, Lord, we know that you're the one who saves and you're the one who redeems, and we we do pray for his former girlfriend that that she would come to know you, God, and that her heart would be changed and transformed, and um, so Lord, would would Salvador not be conflicted, Lord? May may he be in a place of his mind being steadfast on you and, and walking with you, and so would you would you bless him in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Salvador, I appreciate it. Yeah, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, are you plugged into a church at all?
5: I uh, recently, um, I live. She lives in uh, Aurora, Colorado, and I live in Jefferson, towards Breckenridge. I work at one of the mines up there, so yeah. I've been trying to make it down on the weekends to come down. I went to Aurora, Calvary. Yeah. Uh, right here in Aurora with Brother Ed Yep, and, um, yep. My heart was cool. a little conflicted um, But you know, scriptures say too Things will go on But uh, I'm still looking for a church Where God, God may put me in a, sh- in a church But uh, well, look I haven't up, been uh, able to get congregated yet Because I live so far away from town
1: So there's a great church in Breckenridge A good friend of mine, Jimmy Humphreys pastors And it's called okay. Calvary Divide Calvary Divide okay. So if you Google Calvary Divide, but that that's so important to plug up, plug into a church uh, where you're at up there in in Jefferson. So look up, look up Calvary Divide.
5: Okay, I'm gonna write so, it down.
1: Calvary yeah. Divide, and it's okay. Pastor Jimmy. So Pastor Jimmy.
5: Yeah. Okay. Thank you, God. Thank you right, again, and go. may God keep blessing you and just God bless you too. The Word of God. And just keep preaching the Word of God, you know? Okay, thank you. you. I'll pray for you as well.
1: Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, brother. Mm. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Thank you all so much uh, for your calls and your questions. In just a moment here, we're going to head to a break, so please uh, stay with us. We do have all of our lines open, so if you've got a question about the Word or things that are going on in your life, please pick up the phone. Give me a call, 303 303- Also, you can send a text question or prayer request at 720-336-0897 720-336-0897 Stay with me. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000.
1: Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for listening and joining me today. If you have a question, you can call at 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-3000 three three six zero eight nine seven i want to start with some text questions that have come in i'm requesting prayer for my younger brother he and his new bride are going through some tribulations they're meeting for dinner to talk and he is fearful that she's going to call off the marriage so Let's pray for that right now. now Father, we lift up uh, this marriage. It's a, it's a new marriage, and they're going through hardship and tribulation. And I pray that you would really use uh, this dinner, Lord. And we know that you're present with us. And pray for real great communication, but also softening of hearts. Uh, Lord, we know that it's so important that our heart is soft towards you and soft towards our spouse. So would you give wisdom, Lord, of what needs to be said, uh, what needs not to be said? And would you really bless uh, this dinner? And we pray for your your uh, rescuing hand to be upon this marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Another text question has come in. It's about clarifying uh, the Trinity uh, and specifically how uh, Jesus could speak to the Father uh, and he's God. And so when we look at, at the Trinity, this is what we do know, is that there is three distinct persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there is order inside of the Trinity. Uh, the Son always submits to the Father, and the Holy Spirit is always building up the Son. And so we see that divine order inside of the Trinity, but it's not three gods, it's it's one God. And so because there's three distinct persons, we do see communication uh, between uh, the, the Trinity. Uh, One of the things that helps us understand this some is that we're made in God's image and we're a triune being. Uh, We have our body, we have our mind, and we have our soul or our spirit. And those three are one, but also can be in communication uh, with each other. So I hope that's helpful for you in uh, regards to the Trinity. Also, if you've got more questions about the Trinity, a great resource is gotquestions.org, gotquestions.org. In uh, there, you can uh, look up uh, more resources uh, and articles about uh, the Trinity. Another text question says, What do you think of the whole teaching of self love and what we have, uh, and that we have to love ourselves? Um, so. When Jesus told us uh, to love our neighbor as ourself, I think what Jesus is meaning is that we already do love ourselves. Um, and we're to love others the way that we love and care for um, ourselves. And this idea of I've got to learn to love myself before I love others, uh, Christ's teaching was You do think about yourself. You do uh, think about your needs and start to love others the way that you are caring for uh, yourself and loving uh, yourself. So hopefully that's a bit of clarification for you. The next is, is playing a video game sinful? Can a Christian play a violent game or a wartime uh, video game? Well, first, I, I don't think it's sinful for Christians to play video games as long as the content is God-honoring. Uh, and similar to watching a movie, there's some things that are clearly out of bounds from Scripture. There's other things that... uh one believer will have peace with and another believer won't won't have peace with. Uh and so as you're playing that video game, follow the leading and guiding and conviction of the Spirit. Uh you know, if the Spirit's saying, Hey, this is not good, uh then, then by all means don't play it. Um and so I think we have to evaluate does the content glorify God or not? And then also evaluate is it a good use of, of my time? You know, the the scripture uh teaches us that all things are, are, are lawful but not all things are beneficial uh, and, and is, is it beneficial and is it building me up but I don't think it's, it's sinful to play a video game it's something we want to approach uh, with wisdom so thank you so much for all of your text questions uh, let's go to line one uh, to Debbie and Aurora. Debbie welcome to the program
6: yes thank you I appreciate it
1: you bet how are you doing today
6: I'm um, doing okay getting through uh, a death of my significant other.
1: Okay. I'm sorry and to hear the, that.
6: Yeah, the, the question that I have is, um, he was an alcoholic and he had drank most of the time that I've known him over 37 years, but he sobered up 10 years ago. But in the last two years of his life, he started drinking again and that's why he passed away. But I know that he believed in God, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why my heart is conflicting or or just needs to know that he is in heaven, because, well, there's several scriptures in the Bible that say that drunkards do not inherit the kingdom. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know, know that he... I was with him
6: two weeks before he passed away, and I asked him, well, do you believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? And he said, of course, I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then he went in the hospital, you... and then that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you know if he believed in Christ and in Christ's death upon the cross for his sins?
6: Yes, I know he did that. He believed that.
1: Yeah. You know, the way that I see those scriptures in the New Testament that that, that lists sin and says if, if you're in these sins, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, you know, that's speaking to somebody that has no uh, conviction or remorse over their sin. Like basically, like, I'm just going to do this and God's going to forgive me it's a entirely different thing if if someone is struggling in the sin and they they know that it's wrong they know they've sinned against god they believe in christ they they desperately don't want that to be a part of, the, of their life uh, that shows the evidence of the conviction of the holy spirit in in their life you know and and ultimately only god knows you know uh, god knows those who have trusted Him and believed in Him and surrendered their hearts uh, uh, to Christ. But in regards to those specific scriptures that say a drunkard shall not inherit the kingdom of God, if if someone comes up to me as a pastor and they say, Look, I'm just going to drink. I'm going to do what I want. You know, it doesn't really matter what God thinks, and I know I'm going to go to heaven. You know, it's like, well, wait a second. You know, the, here's what these verses say, you know, and it's entirely different when someone comes to me and says, man, I'm really struggling with drinking, and, you know, I don't know uh, if God would, would forgive me, but I do believe that Christ is is God and that he died for my sins and, and, and rose again. I think that that's evidence of the conviction of the Holy Spirit in their life. So I don't know if that's helpful at all to you.
6: Okay, well, yeah, I I kind of—it it helped me. I I believe that he did go to heaven. I just know those scriptures in the Bible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, can I pray for you as uh, okay, Yes. Going please. going through this loss? Lord, I just thank you uh, for Debbie, and I lift her up to you. And Lord, as uh, she's grieving um, and going through this loss, I pray that you comfort her heart. And she she wrestles with this very difficult question. I pray that you would meet her and that you guide her and her direct her. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
6: Okay, thank you very much.
1: God and, bless and, you. Thank
6: you for your your radio program, also. You
1: bet. You bet.
6: Okay. Take care. Thank you.
1: Mm, bye bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Peggy in Denver. Peggy, welcome to the program.
4: Hi. Um, I have a question about John one twenty five. 25. Um, my okay. friends and I are studying that, and our question is, why does it say, it says Christ, are you the, Christ uh, Elijah, or some versions say the prophet, with, and prophet with a capital P, and others say a prophet with a lowercase p. So who's a prophet if it's not Christ?
1: So I think the nature of that question it's the the Pharisees that are asking the question is Moses gave a prophecy that there would be a prophet that would be, be similar to him but greater the, than him and that that meant a lot to the children of Israel um and so they're they're asking are you are you the prophet that, that Moses prophesied of in, in the law um it seems to be that that's what they're asking are you the messiah are you. you elijah are you this this prophet that that moses uh, prophesied about um and then those other translations are are probably looking at it as um are you a, a prophet in the sense of sent from god not not the prophet that moses sp- spoke of but a prophet similar to jeremiah or ezekiel or, or, or uh, isaiah and and so i think that's where you find the difference um, from the translators. You know, one one is kind of leaning towards uh, the prophet that Moses spoke about, and others are saying no. They were asking this question: um, that Are you a prophet in general? But but okay. either way, but either way, they're they're really saying, "What's your identity?
4: <laughs> okay, who, who are well, you?" Well, my my and, version has a capital P and it says the prophet. And then Mm -hmm. I found today, the first time I've noticed it, that another version has a prophet, lowercase p, and I kind of thought that's what it meant, what you were saying, but I just wanted to make sure.
1: Yeah. And then one thing to keep in mind, uh, you know, is is the translators are adding the capitalization. You know, uh, when you go back to the Greek and the Hebrew, um, uh, you don't have the capitalization. So so they are making a interpretation when they're choosing to capitalize or not capitalize, if that makes sense.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. It's part, part of it going from the Greek into the English.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. that answers
1: my question. That's a great question. It's awesome you're yeah. studying the Bible like that. You guys are really digging into it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: You bet. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Uh-huh. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary. I'd like to take a moment to invite you to our services. If you are in Southern Colorado, Colorado Springs, we have a service uh, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., Sunday at 9 and 11. We are currently studying the book of Daniel, and we're in Daniel chapter 2, if you'd like to read ahead. So we'd love to have you. Also, if you're outside of the Colorado Springs area, you can go to our website, rmcalvary.org, look at the teaching link, and we do have a live stream of all of our services. We'd love to have you join us that way as well. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 Also you can send a text at 720-336-0897 All of our lines are open so if you have a question about the word or something that's going on in your life love being able to talk about real things feel free to pick up the phone and give me a call 303 690 3000 also all of the text line is open if you would like to send a text 7203360897 the theme verse that i've been meditating upon and we've been talking about in today's show is ezekiel 36 that god would take our heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh, that He would do a new work in our lives, that He'd give us the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God would enable us to be able to walk in God's commands. And We see a big difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The Old Covenant, they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and what really enables us to live out the Christian life is the power of the Holy Spirit. I know for me that a lot of times the Christian life can be frustrating because I'm trying to do it in my own strength instead of relying upon the Holy Spirit. And if you find yourself with a hard heart, um, you know, God would love to soften our hearts. Are we willing for our heart to be softened today that he could pour out his spirit into our lives in a fresh way? Maybe our hard heart. Is preventing the spirit from being poured into uh, our life. If you know somebody that has a hard heart, they've got that heart of stone, uh, be in prayer for them that God would take that heart of stone and give them a soft heart of flesh. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. We are live in studio. We do have all of our lines open. We'd like to welcome all of our listeners in Wyoming and Colorado, also out on the East Coast with Hope FM. The lines are open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, if you'd like to send a text, a text question, 720-336-0897. Text question that has uh, come in, uh, it says, My daughter is is attacked of faith by a person who is gender confused in high school. Uh, Thoughts. well, the first thought that comes to my mind is prayer. Um, you know, we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And so, uh, you know, if your daughter is is attacked, um, you know, by someone at high school who's, who's gender confused, I, I would, you know, continue to go to the Lord in prayer and, and ask God to intervene in a great way. And then it's a great time to press into a lot of conversations with your daughter um, and to to keep an open dialogue uh, with her in this regard. So I'd like to pray for you and pray for your daughter. Uh, Lord, we lift up uh, this high school student, and as uh, she's being attacked, uh, for her faith, Lord, and and being come against, uh, you know, by someone who's who's gender confused. God, we just pray you would intervene, that you would protect uh, and that you would bring good out of the situation. I pray for the parents that you give them great wisdom and and great conversation um Lord with the, with their high school daughter. So we lift that up to you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Priscilla in Denver. Priscilla, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, good afternoon. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good, thank you very much. Um, I was just requesting prayer for my family and my kids, siblings, grandkids you know, there's just a lot of hardship going on and just a lot of, you know, things that aren't necessary going around. And uh, I just like prayer and
6: just to lift everyone up and
1: yeah. just Absolutely. pray for them. Yeah, Yeah, let's pray together. Father, thank you for Priscilla, and I thank you for, for her heart to come before you in prayer and lift up her family. And God, we thank you that you hear us, that you're the god of creation and and even as we watch the eclipse on monday lord nothing is too hard for you nothing's too difficult for you and lord you know the specifics of what's going on in her family and we pray that you would intervene that you would help that you provide wisdom and comfort and peace and, and where the enemy is attacking we pray that you would bind the enemy Lord, also where uh, the flesh, the sinful flesh, is is having its way. We, we pray for conviction and victory. Pray for Priscilla that you give her great wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Amen. Thank you very much. You have a good weekend. You're welcome.
1: You too. God bless you. Yeah,
4: you as well. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303 690 Let's go to Hannah in Aurora. Hannah, welcome to the program.
3: Thank you, Pastor. The reason I'm calling today is um, I have been struggling for the past couple of years uh, with my teenage son questions, um, Christianity questions, the Bible altogether. Um, He says he does believe there is a higher power, but doesn't believe that... um, it's Jesus Christ um, came and that everything that the Bible says occurred did occur um, because he says that, you know, it was men who wrote it and there is no evidence and no proof of it. Um, So I've, you know, I've been praying for him. I've been bringing him to church and because he is, you know, in my house and Mm -hmm. I just, I guess I need... Wisdom on how mm-hmm. to handle it because it just seems like once I we're in an okay state where he can um, understand, he he comes again and starts his mind is troubled again and is again unsure.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, a couple of things uh, come to mind, um, and I, I would continue to really focus on relationship with him uh you know showing him unconditional love just talking with him about how his day's going trying to find uh things that you have in common or 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 things that he enjoys, enjoys doing um i just recently watched the the movie case for christ on lee strobel's life and you know he was real a critic um to uh the gospel and the word of God and his wife had gotten saved. Um, and the wife really is an example of unconditional love. And, and I think, uh, asking that God would give you and your husband continued strength to, to show him that love. I think that makes a difference uh, in, in his life. And then Also continue to sow the Word of God in faith in his life. Um, You know, when you have opportunities to continue to share the truth of God's Word, it doesn't come back void. And as much as he'll allow you to continue to encourage him, it's good that you have questions. Uh, and there are answers um, and in Hebrews chapter 11 you know it, it describes faith and it says faith is the evidence uh, of things hoped for not yet seen and so there is facts for our faith there is evidence for for our faith um, and encouraging him to continue to not only ask the question but to look for the answers um, yeah. and uh, um, and that it's good that he's asking questions and let's, as a family, keep pressing in to to finding these these answers.
3: Um, So do you feel like, um, so I've basically, um, I guess I don't want to see, I don't want to say obligate him, but I, I tell him, you know, he's under my authority and he doesn't have a choice whether to attend church with us on, you know, a regular basis, and he feels like he's being forced like, I yeah. force him to do it, but um, I just feel like this is what we do, and you are, you yeah. know, you are part of my family. I'm not going to leave you at home while we, you know, go to church. Right. And I I think he wishes I would, but I, I just, I, I, I find it very hard to do something like that. I just don't yeah. feel like that's what God would want me to do, you know?
1: Right. How old is your son? Sixteen. He's sixteen. So what what you're describing is how I felt about church growing up, and my parents always made me go. <laughs> you know, they right. were they were like, "Hey, you're you're gonna go. You're you're in our house, and and this is what we do as a family. Um, so you you need to come." And in the long run of my life, I'm really glad that they did. You know, and 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 God used uh, the word of God that was being planted into my life, and so. I think you just do it in a loving way and, and, and in a kind way, you know. Don't let them get you riled up or get your goat, you know. And just continue to let them know, hey, this this is what we do as a family, and so we're asking you to to come along with us, and that that's the the standard uh, for for our home. And I think God will will honor that. Um, and. Lee, Lee Strobel does have a lot of good resources uh, for for these types of questions. Um, you know, does God exist? Is, is the Bible the Word of God? Um, uh, he he wrote wrote this book, The Case for Christ, and has also done a version for for teens. Um, uh, you know, so I'd also like to pray with you and and pray that God would uh, continue to give you and your husband wisdom and and work in the heart of your son. Okay. So. Lord, I just thank you for Hannah, and I, I thank you for her husband, and Lord, as they are uh, serving you, Lord, and, and pressing in uh, to you, God, I pray that you would give them wisdom. We know it's difficult, and you continue to fill, fill them with your spirit, and give them unconditional love uh, towards their son. and. Lord, we also pray for their son, God, that uh, these questions that he has, that they would be answered, Lord, and that he would, he would really uh, look at the evidence that points to the reality that you, Jesus, are God, and that died for our sins and rose again. So, Lord, would you work, and uh, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank
1: you so much. What was the name of the author Arthur you set? S- so his name is Lee Strobel. It's L E E for his first name and his last name is S T R O B E L, Lee Strobel.
3: Okay. Thank you so
1: much. Yeah. You bet. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. Let's continue uh, with our phone lines. Let's go to line 3 to Don in Fort Collins. Don, welcome to our program.
2: Thank you, Pastor.
1: How you doing today?
2: Good, I was just trying to get my question together, Um but the last caller just answered it for me. Um I was asking about, I have a new neighbor in my building I've met um, who's Muslim, and we were visiting. I asked her if she knew Jesus, and she said, I know of Jesus, that mm-hmm. he was a prophet, you know, on a virgin birth, but. She doesn't believe he's God and and the Bible I said well i'm I'm reading the Bible you know this year I've started awesome and she, but she doesn't um believe in the Bible that how do you know it's the Word of God because men transcribed it how do you know it wasn't lost in translation the true meaning
1: yeah, yeah
2: I didn't know how to answer that
1: yeah well there's a there's a really good uh, answer for it and when we look at the ancient manuscripts um, you know in the Old Testament we have the Hebrew manuscripts uh, and we have excellent uh, Hebrew manuscripts um, and as those are are translated from Hebrew into uh, English and other languages, uh, we see a, a very very close, uh, inter, you know, translation that can can be uh, trusted, um, and then in the New Testament we have a variety of of different uh, uh, um, old our scrolls, excuse me, from from the the New Testament authors that are in harmony as well. Um, and so, you know, when you really look at the the facts and the the evidence of that, uh, you're able to see that they are translated accurately. And we can go back uh, to to the originals and look and see and go, yep, they they have been translated in a way that we can trust. Um, uh, Do you have Internet access by chance? Yes. So a really good website with some really concise articles is gotquestions.org. It's just gotquestions.org. And uh, if you type in on the search, um, you know, how how do we know that the Bible is the Word of God, or can we just trust the translation? You'll have some really good articles there um, to refer to. And then as I was telling the previous caller, um, Lee Strobel is a great author uh, to, to look at specifically for the case of Christ. He, his book that he wrote is called The Case for Christ, um, and, and it'd be a great resource in helping to share with your Muslim friend that... That Christ is not only a prophet, but He's also God. So Okay. Well, Don, that's exciting. Makes, that God is. It makes is...
2: me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a new believer, and and you know I've just read the Bible, and I'm not yeah. done with it. I'm done with the Old Testament.
1: You know what? That's okay, Don. The the Spirit of God lives inside of you, and it's going to give you wisdom and. Can I pray for you that God would would, uh, really meet you in this? Yes. Okay. Lord, I thank you for Dawn, and I thank you for putting uh, this Muslim into her life, and I pray you give her wisdom and give her just real insight, bless her friendship uh, with this Muslim lady, Lord, and that that you would really use her for your glory. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, Dawn. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to Calvary Live. It's been a real blessing to be able to be with you. I pray that God would bless you with his peace and cause his face to shine upon you, that you have a great weekend, and we'll see you back next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.